All right, New York sports fans, back to another episode of the Jersey Turnpike Boys. I'm Zach, along with my co-host Nick. Nick, how you doing today? Zach, I'm doing good. Um, a lot of drama in New York sports land the last uh, couple of weeks since we last uh, talked, and I'm excited to talk about all of it. Lots of drama with my New York Metropolitans, lots of drama. And what we've learned is the fans are undefeated and you don't mess with the fans. But Javi Baez scoring that game-winning run off that Michael Conforto base hit. Javi Baez scoring from all the way from first base, you know. It made things a little bit better for a day. Things got worse again. For a day until acting general manager Zach Scott uh, got a DUI in White Plains the other night coming home from a team event at Steve Cohen's house. Yeah, so, so, you know, as a Mets fan – we thought we had gone to greener pastures when Steve Cohen took over ownership, but so far it's very Wilpon-esque. And I think the Mets should clear house at the end of the year. I think they're going to clear house. I think Sandy Alderson, obviously, he's going to be the – I think he should go. Look what he's done. He's had he's brought in people with so much controversy. Mickey Calloway, um, Porter, and now look at uh, – Zach, so you know, like it's not Sandy Alderson's fault, it's not Steve Cohen's fault, but when you when the organization's had such a lack of success, like you got to start at the top and uh, work your way down. But I think the Mets are going to clear house overall, and I think changes need to be made in that organization. Yeah, I think we got to backtrack a little bit. Let's just start with Javi Baez pulling fans back first since. How uh, crazy that was to start off the week and a little bit of redemption on that. It's just mind-boggling to me that that's what kind of happens there. I mean, he's, I don't think he's cut out to play in New York. I don't think the, I don't think the Mets are going to resign him. I mean, he's only going to be with the Mets for another month. Um, oh, the I, real problem is Lindor more than Baez. I'm more concerned about Lindor considering he just signed a 10-year contract with the Mets. So he'll be on the Mets another is, eleven seasons. So if if he, is, you don't want another Jason Bay. You don't want another Jason Bay. So Lindor has to get his shit together, and he he issued that apology on the field before the game. And right now, I just want to see him hit. I just want to see him hit. <laughs> he's just got to play better, and he's got to grow some thicker skin. You know, like New York fans are tough, and if you couldn't handle it, he shouldn't have signed the contract. He should played elsewhere but you know i'm really just hoping that he turns the ship around starts hitting grow some thicker skin because look at i mean people get booed in new york look at stanon over in the bronx that man has faced his fair share of booze when he struggled and you don't see him booing fans so he just gotta this grow is up just where the mental organization is as a whole how do you not look into that and figure out how Lindor or Javi Baez before they come in, how they're going to handle New York and handle booze. Well, I'll go more with Lindor because that's where the Mets are going to have for the next 10 years. That's just, again, if you couldn't handle New York, why give him that 10-year contract? Or why not look more into that to see how that could be handled better? Um, You know, I just, like, was concerned with that even before they signed a contract 
that they kind of jumped to get him signed long term before he played a single game with the Mets and knew how he's going to react in New York. And, you know, it's kind of showing a little bit right now. It's obviously it's a long way to go before we really even get into everything. But just the same, man, that that's how they kind of react to it. And, you know, they got to learn to be pros and definitely weren't being pros on Sunday, booing fans back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they got to be better. They got to be better overall. But right now, they're, they're only they're two games under 500. They're only five and a half back in the NL East. So they're definitely still in the run with a month left in the season. And they can make they can make a run. I mean, just as quickly as they lost the lead, they can get that. They can catch the Braves. They have a couple. They have a few more games against Atlanta. They got to win their games against Atlanta, and they got to win their game. They have to win their games against Philly if they want to get back in. Every game now is a must win for the Mets at this point, but they are not out of it. They are certainly not out of the NL East race. And as a Met fan right now, yeah, I mean, obviously with the high Javi Baez, uh, Francisco Lindor thumbs down, you're disappointed. And obviously what happened with Zach Scott is not, is it is an unfortunate situation, but right now as a Mets fan, I'm hope I'm hoping that, we're going to look at the bright side. The Mets have won four games in a row, even though technically three, because uh, the win, the first game against Miami technically was a win on April 11th, but four games, That's- four games in a row, four, four wins in a row for the Mets. And I'm hoping that they ride that to, uh, to catch up to the Braves and up past Philly for the NL East. Cause I still have playoff aspirations for this team. Even though it's been a disappointing season, they've struggled with the bat all year. Dom Smith has not really hit. Michael Conforto, obviously, you saw his frustrations breaking the bat in the dugout. But that hit, obviously, was so big for him. I was so happy to see Conforto come in come in clutch. So maybe that'll be a turning point. Maybe that'll be a spark plug for the Mets to finish strong the rest of the season. Well, it was going to be a turning point, And then the DUI stuff with were- Zach came out the other day. It's just more now. That's going to be interesting because you talked about it just a couple minutes ago. Steve Collins probably going to need a clear house. Get rid of Sandy. Get rid of all the front office personnel. Well, you you knew Zach Scott wasn't coming back next year. He was the he, he was the interim Did general really, manager. I didn't sure think they were going to. I didn't. I didn't think they were going to keep him next season. No, I thought he was going to going to be gone at the end of the season anyway. So and this this solidifies so, it. This he's done. There's no way they bring him back next year. No so way. if Zach wasn't coming back as the GM, who do you think the Mets were going to bring in next year? Or do you think Steve uh, Cohen I'm, th- I'm thinking they're looking at Theo Epstein. You think Theo comes back? Yeah, that's who they want. That's their guy. But, but the problem is, though, and the history with it is, Zach was one of Theo's guys. And if Zach's doing that, aren't you just bringing in now the ringleader of what Basically, the GM was before this. You're bringing the whole that's a, exact guy. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I don't know. I think Dio's better. He's had a lot of success in the past. And I was hopeful for Zach Scott. Honestly, I wasn't like against uh, when they named him as acting GM. But obviously, with all the controversies he's faced, and I think Dio, Dio can lead this team better anyway. I think he. I would have been more excited for him than Zach Scott in the first place. So, And he's also he's working with the MLB in the commissioner's office now, so it's not like you're getting it from another team. So he'll be easier to acquire, too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I think 
the OFC, I think it's certainly Turner. Uh, just a matter of now, a lot of the guys that have been in this front office have been Theo. I've seen guys that have all now caused problems that Steve Cohen's going to need to clear house. So you're just bringing in the guy that was the original, uh, basically a mold of all the guys that are currently in your front office. That's my only concern with it. But you think Rel Haas is gone? Know, I think. I think everyone clears house. I think everyone but the team, actual team itself is going to be gone after this season. I think Rojas is gone. I think the entire front office is going to be gone. I think you just need to start over and find someone that can work with what you have and can build off of what you have right now. And I guess Lindor is the centerpiece of that. And DeGrom, whenever yeah. DeGrom comes back. Yeah, you got to hope DeGrom's back healthy next season. I don't, I don't, I'm not optimistic he comes back this season. I am optimistic Syndergaard uh, is going to come back this season. He'll be thrown out of the bullpen, but he'll be a two-pitch pitcher coming off the Tommy John. So he's not probably not going to give you much out of the bullpen, but he can be effective. He definitely can be effective. I can't even bang on Syndergaard coming back. Because Syndergaard now just tested positive for COVID a few days ago, didn't he? A couple weeks setback, yeah. On his birthday. On his birthday, test positive for COVID, which is unfortunate for Noah. Because you like to see Thor back. You know, the Mets have what they have right now. I think the hitting just needs to go. And you just got to try and survive with the pitching. Strowman's obviously solid in there, but you don't really have much else besides that. And Mets can certainly make a run. Though. They got a lot of games against the Marlins and games that they should be winning with the yeah. rest of their schedule. And then the big games against the Phillies and Braves. No, definitely. Yeah, they... they uh... Their strength of schedule is is manageable. They they can win a good amount of games down the stretch, and they pretty much should treat every game as a must win. They need to win every game, especially against the NL East opponents that they're playing. But Nick, I wanna I wanna take our attention to the Bronx for a minute. The Yankees had a long oh, yeah. winning streak and then lost three in a row. Or was it three or four in a row? It was four in a four row, in a and row. Then Gary Cole last night. Gary Cole threw uh, a gem. Absolute gem. He looked amazing. He, he Cole, looked like the Garrett Cole that you guys saw. Him. Since coming back from COVID, Garrett Cole has had 4 0 in his four starts since coming back from COVID. 0.79 ERA. Looks like the Garrett Cole that we signed on the Bay. His fastball was nasty. He was hitting 99 consistently. I think he might have been in 100 a couple times last night. Um, yeah, he looked dirty. He looked dirty. A game like that last night where your team's on a losing streak and you need a win, that's why you sign a guy like Eric Cole. If they get a big win like that to kind of get them, get us back on track, you know, Yanks at the point of the 13-game winning streak, we're within four of the Tampa Bay Rays. Now we're back within seven after winning last night and the Rays losing. Um, you know, Yankees guys just keep putting games away and uh, – Chasing after and yeah, we got a series against the Orioles this weekend, which I think they can they have to sweep. I think they have to sweep that. They want to try and get the division, but I think you're excited anyways. You know, they have control of the wild card. You kind of were hoping you can get the East because you don't want to use Cole for that wild card game, but you know, I don't care who we're facing in the wild card game. You have Cole on the mound there. Yeah. Just as good as anyone. Game. Better, I'd rather have him than Chris Sale at this point. Absolutely. And, you know, I do 
hope that the Yankees can chase that American League style. Seven games back with a month left of the season to get up for the Braves the last weekend of the season. It's going to be a long stretch, but the Yankees need to try and go for that American League East title if they can. But, you know, the wild card will is certainly not a well outside the question. Let's say you guys do win the wild card and you do win the playoff game, play in game. Are you confident in your rotation outside of Cole? Are you confident Montgomery, in Corey Kluber? Montgomery has had better outings than what the stats show. Yankees struggle to score runs with Montgomery. Kluber just made his first start back. It's a matter of how can Kluber get back into it. Because Kluber, before he got hurt, was definitely a very solid pitcher. Tyone's really stepped up the last uh, few weeks. I think, I think the Yankees pitching is going to be okay for the playoffs. You don't want to only – it's going to sting because you're going to only be able to pitch Cole in one of those games in the best of five series, which is going to be tough. But, you know, I personally have confidence in Montgomery and Tyone, Kluber, and then depending who they go with the four-star, whether that's uh, Gill or uh, Andrew Heaney, you got a few options there as well. And I'm just – I think more of my concern is the Yankees bullpen in the starting rotation right now because – if the Yankees are going into the seventh, eighth, and ninth with one two-run lead, I'm not confident in the Yankees' ability to hold that lead right now. Chapman had a bounce-back save last night, which was a little an encouraging sign. But you all look at guys like uh, Chad Green, who I think just needs to find a little bit more consistency. Eliza needs to find a little more consistency. So Chapman, is, of course, still had a good save last night, but he needs to find mm-hmm. some consistency as well. Yeah, he's haven't been able to hold those leads. As no, yeah, you struggled all season out of the bullpen. What was that? The, the bullpen has struggled, yeah, especially Chapman has struggled throughout the season. Yeah, it's it's definitely a concern. I think I think as long as that bullpen can hold, I think the stars are going to be okay. It's just a matter of if we can kind of get some runs. It's like someone like Montgomery – has pitched really well. They'll get him run support. Tyone's been unbelievable. So, yeah, just need to keep moving, and hopefully the bullpen can kind of solidify itself a little more. I think the Yankees will be okay to compete mm-hmm. against anybody. Yeah. And even the best teams no, in the you guys can hit. In the yeah. AL, too. You guys can hit. The White Sox. You're a strong outfield, yeah. Yeah. The White Sox, they've been the White Sox two or three and swept them another series. I think they only loss that really has the White Sox in the Field of Dreams game, which they should have won. Um, the Rays are a little bit tough, which will scare me in the playoffs. The Who's the other playoff team right now? It is the... Who's leaning ALS? Oh, the Astros. The Astros, they played really well against two. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not, like, that concerned about not being able to compete with these teams. I think the Yankees, if they can get to the playoffs, they compete with anybody. Yeah. No, I think so. they can too. They, they definitely have the star power. Uh, yeah, if they can pitch well at the bullpen, that's definitely been the main concern for them all season. That and their – I mean, they've had some rough starting uh, – some rough time go with their rotation from – throughout the season, but yeah, I mean, obviously with all the star power in their lineup, like when their bats are hot, they can be explosive. So 
if you guys can pitch well outside of Cole, you know, you, you pretty much can Yankees are going to make a run. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to move that because we're kind of getting into the closure of baseball season. We're starting to move into the beginning of the football season. All the preseason yes. games are done. Giants finally have their uh, first dress rehearsal with the starters. The starters played their first game of the preseason last week against the final, Patriots. Final rosters are set as of this past Tuesday. Uh, but, I mean, the Giants already have injuries. Ready have injuries off the gate, right out of the gate. Giants are already hurt. Saquon questionable, Kenny Galladay questionable, Darius Slayton questionable, Evan Ingram. It looks like he's going to be out. Shane Lemieux was questionable. Uh, Rudolph questionable. Kadarius Tony questionable. John Ross is on IR. Austin Mack is on IR. So, <laughs> the one positive I'll say is that. There is almost two weeks before the season starts. They got probably two weeks to prepare since that last preseason game. And a lot of those guys you just mentioned all did practice today and are getting ready for Denver. The only one that really did it was Evan Ingram. But, you know, Galladay is back on the field. Saquon, I think, took hits for the first time today in practice, which was a huge step forward to him being able to play in that first game against Denver. Um, you know, I think Cajun's Tony, I think we haven't seen much from him yet, so I think it's going to be We haven't seen anything from him, him yet. But, we haven't seen anything of him, and he's a rookie. So you have not, he's had a shaky training camp, to say the least. I would have liked to have seen more out of him. Yeah. The one encouraging thing I think I've seen out of camp and um, in the preseason game against the Patriots was certainly Shepard. I thought Sterling Shepard looked pretty solid. And, He's good. That's why I picked him up on fantasy. I saw no one drafted him when he was on waivers. I was like, Sterling Shepard could be a difference maker on this team this year. He's looking good. He's taking more of a leadership role, too. He's a, he's a veteran on this team. This is a young offense. So he He's someone that needs to step up. Because you know what? A so, lot of the attention is going to be on Galilee this season. There's going to be a lot of double coverage on him. And, you know, Sterling Shepard had a lot of the one-on-ones and maybe he'll get more open. He only had three touchdown catches last year. Like, we need more from him if they're going to be successful in this offense. And, you know, obviously nothing's going to matter if the offensive line doesn't hold up. Let's just be yes. realistic here. Okay. Thank, thank you for bringing up that point. And I want I want to – we'll put something on social media later, and I want you guys to, in, to sh- express your opinions. But – I think one of the things being overlooked at the Giants is the importance of Andrew Thomas this season in year two. He was definitely a disappointment last year coming out. Um, he was a first-round draft pick, if I'm mis- not mistaken. Right, Nick? He was a first-rounder? He was or, He was the fourth overall pick. Yeah. Uh, what am I saying? Yeah, fourth overall. <laughs> Duh, yeah. He, fourth overall pick, and he c- severely underperformed last year. Severely underperformed. Uh, he's got to play better. He's honestly might even be the most important player on the offense this season, protecting you Daniel Jones. Because you know, it's Daniel. No way Daniel Jones can play well if he doesn't have protection. And if him, he doesn't play well. If Will Hernandez doesn't play well, if Lemieux doesn't play well, if Gates doesn't play well, like. Saquon's it, not going to play well, and then 
you're not going to get production out of Galladay. You're not going to get production out of Tony. You're not going to get a production out of Shirley Stepper because Dan Jones can be on his ass the whole season. So it's just, it's been infuriating me this entire time that maybe this is the eighth year in a row and say the Giants have had a terrible offensive line. And we can even go back to the days of Eli as a solidified starting quarterback that there's no protection. And they haven't fixed that in eight years now. And it's super frustrating. And I agree with you. I think Andrew Thomas is going to be the most important player for the Giants. If Andrew Thomas can play well, I think the Giants' offense is going to be unstoppable. And we already know what the defense can do as well. So, you know, if that offense can get going along a little bit more and it starts with the protection on the offensive line, mm-hmm. I think the Giants will have a really solid team, a really solid year. But if that protection is out there, we're not going to get the production out of Jones, and then we're not going to be able to get the production out of Saquon, Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Slayton, Tony, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. No one's going to be able to be productive from what we brought them in to do if that line can't hold up and Andrew Thomas can't hold up. You're 100% right. And I'm curious to see the play calling of Jason Garrett this year. Uh, I'm hoping Daniel Jones will be more comfortable the second year of the offense, too. And I'm hoping everyone will be more comfortable the second year of this offense. Uh, second you year know under what, Joe Judge, too. So With the more playmakers now on this team, you know, you brought in Gala, you brought in Kedrius Tony. You're hoping for more production out of Sterling Shepard. I don't think And you're hoping you have Saquon the whole year. And you have Saquon for most of the year, too. You're kind of Who's also a good receiving back. Who's a good receiving back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. You're just hoping with all those players now and all those playmakers that you don't need to be creative in how you move the ball. I feel like Jason Garrett got very limited in what he could do because Sterling Shepard wasn't doing anything. He had Golden Tate on the other side wasn't doing anything. Evan Ingram was really the only playmaker on that team because Saquon was hurt too. So Jason Garrett had to be creative in how he was getting production out of his offense. And I just hope basically on what they've done now that they don't need to make those types of play calls again this year. Yeah, and hopefully their defense stays the course. They looked really good last year, that Patrick Graham defense. I mean, they look good. I think they're going to be yeah, they just as good, if not better, this year, too. I think with Bradbury, Jabril, Leonard Williams, I think they're all going to have another good year this year, Big too. Cat. That's going to be the strength of the Giants. Big Cat. Yeah, no, the Giants' D is – Solid. I love Blake Martinez too, and that he's such a good player. He's such a good player, uh, leading that defense. And then Bradbury, obviously, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowler. Logan Ryan, another great player. Logan Ryan's another good secondary. So, no, no, the, the defense Giants, is not going to be the problem this year. It's going to be if that offense can do anything. We'll see. Week one. Week one's coming up. Uh, Giants host in Denver at MetLife. First regular season game in a while at MetLife with fans. Uh, and then the Eli game against Atlanta coming up pretty soon, too. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun game. Michael Strahan in retirement jersey later in the season as well against the Eagles. Yeah, another TV legend, Giants legend, Michael Strahan. So that'll be good, just, too. Some exciting things coming up. I just want out. to point out something. Why is it taking until now to retire his number? And give him a retirement ceremony. He's been retired for 13 years. 
why your guess is as good as mine yeah no that's a good point it, it shouldn't have taken they shouldn't have taken the the giants that long to retire his number it, if it if it weren't for the pandemic eli's number would have retired last year the guy would have even been retired for a full year and his number would have been hanging already in the ring of honor i don't know why strand's number wasn't in the ring of honor six years ago at least i don't know that's my boggling. Obviously, no one else has worn 92 since Strahan retired, but I'm just surprised it took this long to, for them to retire and to actually have a ceremony for him. No, yeah, I 100% agree. They should have done it sooner. Yeah, it's it's due time. So good good for Michael, good for Strahan. So uh, happy for him. He well-deserving. One of the greatest Absolutely. Giants players of all time. So. Congrats to him. Congrats to Eli. Yeah. Well deserved. They definitely put in their time. Yeah. And kind of moving on a little bit to the town across town, the other football team across town, the New York Jets. Zach, what do you think Zach Wilson will do this year? In a well, he looks he looked great in the preseason, and I think he's definitely a candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I mean – if Elijah, I think him and Elijah Moore can have some chemistry, and I think, I I think they can be a good combo. And I I I can see the Jets playing all right. Like they looked okay in the preseason. Uh, I know Coach Salah was really trying to play his more of his starters in the preseason, just because he wanted to get the team used to winning. Because the team isn't used to winning games. As a Giants fan, I know what that's like. It's been a long time since the Giants won <laughs> as well. So. We'll see if that winning translates to the regular season. Uh, they're obviously in a tough division. <laughs> they're in one of the toughest divisions of yeah. football. There's not a bad the team Jets, in that division. I kind of laughed at the stat right now. The Jets have a 2% chance of winning the AFCs, which made me chuckle a little bit. But, you know. Well, who's weak? I, think- I mean, all the teams in that division are good. I mean, if, if, Tua, if Tua plays well, Miami is a great team. With that defense they have, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. If Tua plays decent, decent, he just got to play better than Fitzmagic. A little better than he did plus Fitzmagic last year. And I think Miami Miami can surpass Buffalo. They, they definitely can, but I think New England's going to be right up there too. I think Mac – did you see Mac Jones in the pre – Mac Jones is accurate. That, that man well, can is- find – a. That man can throw the football, and he's so accurate. He he's got a great football IQ. He he can anticipate uh, blitzes. He he knows he knows the game really well. I I was really impressed watching him in the preseason, and I think he's going to be a good quarterback. He's another candidate I'm looking out for off, off rookie offensive player of the year. See, this is the thing with me. I don't, especially more recently, because of how everything is. I don't buy much into the preseason. What quarterbacks do in the preseason that screams a lot about what they're going to do this season. I know. Well, there's not, there's not much else you have to base step. on these rookies. Zach Wilson though. and Max Jones are both took positive steps in the right direction, having good preseasons, but it's not a real NFL game. Let's be realistic here. It probably half of those times weren't even against the top defenses. The top defense going 100% because they're just trying to go through the motions, get back into maybe a rhythm up to speed. I'm. Like I said, I don't buy much into the preseason and what the preseason says. But, you know, I'm not – I don't know. It's just, to me, 
it's a good step forward, but I don't think that what the success shows in the preseason get a equivalent to make a like equivalent to the regular season and success in the regular season. I think they're gonna take steps back compared to what they look like from preseason for sure. Well, we'll see. Week one, Jets Panthers revenge game for Sam Darnold. Will he get the job done? We'll see week one. We'll see week one. But, Nick, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, as, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate the support. Yeah, guys, appreciate the support as always. Um, again, as always, if you're not following us on social media already, follow us at Jersey Turnpike Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we'll kind of post some stuff on there, some more polls, kind of see what you guys are thinking. We'll talk about Andrew Thomas this week on social media as well. So. Go from there, but thank you guys for listening. Protect Daniel Jones, Andrew Thomas, if you're listening to this. Protect the quarterback. Protect the quarterback. Be better. Come on. First round draft pick. Be better. Fourth overall.